He is here. JD, my man. Yo! Good, good, man? good to see you. It's all good, man. It's all good, brother. Have you sorted out all the, the technical aspects of it? I had to get my wife to come and help me. <laughs> Uh, trust me, you're not the only one. You're not the only uh-huh. one. I just stumbled upon a couple of posts on Facebooks. Like everybody's uh-huh. having a nightmare. It's like the Friday night jams for TM Unify or whatever, or Facebook. Yeah, I think so, everybody, for some reason, everybody seems to be going live tonight. I, I think I think it's because you know, like Friday night. Uh, usually, people are used to Friday night going out and partying. Now yeah. they can't go do anything, so it's live lah. Life, that's the only thing you can do. Just bring back the feel. Everybody yeah, seems to be missing it. Yeah, you know, because the best thing about having a chat with DJs is it doesn't matter like, where you go, anywhere, any place, any events whatsoever. The moment you have two DJs in that group, uh, you'll have the best stories, like, the history, the throwbacks will come back from the 80s, 90s. You know, guaranteed, that story might be heard about, I don't know, about 10, 20 times, but they'll repeat it over and over again. Dude, you remember the back then... In this club, we did this. In that club, we did that. It, it always happens, man. It always happens. So many times, so many stories. Some of them, some of the stories, I really can't talk about it, lah. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to, man. You have to trust me. It's, okay, it's, okay, okay. You know, you know. That's the best part about this whole DJs uh-huh. thing. Is like they had the best, best memories of their lives. You know, it's something that people, like common people, the normal nine to five people, can only dream of. You know. If they could live that life for at least for a day or two, it's like, whoa, big deal, Rila. To, to a certain extent, uh, uh-huh. we, we DJs actually are living the dream, you know. The dream yeah. that normal people, 9 to 5 people have about, you know, going out, partying, the chicks all over the place, you know, boos. It's, a, it's like, a, like a non-stop party. Yeah, but only the, if they only knew the shit that happens behind that before yeah, the party. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the stuff that goes on was the crazy, but the thing is, being a DJ also, Joe, is, is yeah. the biggest thing on earth. Like, it's like you becoming a Jedi, you know. It's not like yeah. anybody and everybody. You gotta have yeah. that force with you. Oh, and then yeah. you, and then you gotta find your Yoda or Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. in order for right. you to learn to be the Luke Skywalker. Absolutely true. Yeah, it, it is, it is an art. It is an art. Because trust me, I tried it. I tried it for yeah. a short period you of time. That. Yeah, I did for a while. I did for a while. I was not much like you guys. La. I was more like <laughs> Uncle Chili's, Fun Tags and Clubs. Oh, and yeah, okay, that okay, okay. Those party DJs kind of stuff. Like events uh, with the Yam- that stupid Yamakawa CD mixer and players and all. <laughs> Yamakawa. I haven't heard that word in a long time. La. Exactly. So you know the pain I went through. La. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Even, even my first time that I saw, when I saw DJs, like, you know, when you see them walk into a club, it's like, you had yeah. the angel singing in the back and all. The first place was, I think, was Jump Discotheque. Oh, the Jump. Oh, my. The Jump. You know, the when jump. you... The Jump, man. When you see the DJ walking in, you knew, like, oh, that is the job yeah. I wanted to do. Yeah. And then finally, one day, I saw Funkadelics perform live. Yeah. Uh, the Face, Maverick, and also Ken in one of the one yeah. of these events. And I knew, yeah. okay, like, I must become a DJ, but unfortunately, it didn't work out that well. Uh. But but for you, when, when did it start for you? Uh? I started, wow, it's a, it's a weird story, uh, bro. You know why? Because uh, I never wanted to be a DJ, bro. Really? I wanted to be a rapper. Huh? <laughs> I wanted to be a rapper, a hip-hop artist. Usually, it's the other way around, right? Yeah, you know why? I was, I was, I was, I was influenced by rap and hip-hop, uh. Since uh-huh. I was in, uh, I would say standard six to form one, you know. 
Okay. I was I was listening to Cool Modi. I was listening to Run DMC, Shubhil Gang. Back then, when everyone around me was listening to Wang Chung and yeah. then and then and George Michael, I was into this black shit, you know. Yeah, and, that was the era, lah. Yeah, and I really I I thought I was black. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> your fresh. At that time, I wasn't Indian, bro. I was black. <laughs> yeah, you're black, lah. My nigga. <laughs> Exactly. So oh. after I finished school, went to college and everything. I was, I was I was had a rap group on the side and stuff. But after I graduated, I couldn't get a job, lah, bro. This was when early nineties, mid nineties. Uh, early, early ninety ninety la ninety or ninety one la around there. I okay. couldn't get a job. So I uh, my friends brought me to this club and I saw this DJ spinning in the club and he blew my mind. I was like, what the fuck? Exactly. This guy, was... this guy controls the whole club, you know? And yeah, this know. guy, anything he says in the mic, people will do. Oh, exactly. And, and, and he plays all the coolest songs and I, I was like, I want to be like him, you know? I really wanted to be like him. It was and everybody's he... dream to see someone like that. Yeah, yeah. And he played the coolest music, the coolest mix of 80s, 90s, hip-hop, rap, and it was just so good. And you know who this DJ was? Who? DJ Bernie. Bernie! Yeah. Ah, okay, okay, okay. And I, I, I told him, Bernie, I want to be like you. Nice. And, and the very next week, I got offered a job as an assistant DJ, uh, a trainee DJ in a small bar. And that's how I began, man. But you know, you know, the thing is this: what what puzzles me is getting to be a DJ, getting a job as a DJ is not as easy as it sounds like oh, back no, no, then. No, you know, no, 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 you know, seriously, it is. Yeah, exactly. That's the word for it. It's not like anybody and everybody could become a DJ. You know, no, it's like no, no, you, you. Yeah. It's either you are someone who can really talk your way into it, or else yeah. you have connections, or you've been washing the DJ's plates and mugs for God knows how long. <laughs> I did. I did that. I did that. Uh, I picked. I picked the guy. I followed him everywhere. <laughs> please, 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 let me just stand in the DJ console. Oh man, I could. I could imagine that, but I wanted to lah. But you know, when Doctor Sam was spinning it, I jumped last time. The yeah. console was so high up, you yeah. you wouldn't want to go there. But it was a dream, man. Was it anybody? It was everybody's dream to become a DJ back then, man. You you know who was Doctor Sam's partner at the jump? Who? Me. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. I just was wondering because I was looking at. But you, you okay? Like you, you have to, you have to admit this. Almost all yeah. the DJs back then look the same. Bota yeah. or ponytail. Correct. 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 It's either the two. Uh, either either the two. two. Ponytail yeah. or bota. It's nothing. Nothing in between. You know. There's only two correct, fashions correct. for the DJs back then. But but the, you started off in DV8 first, is it? No, no. I started off in a small bar in Subang Jaya called Bailey's. Oh, Bailey's. Okay, okay, okay. Remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was in Bailey's. And then I went to another place called Oasis in SS15, Subang Jaya. I remember bad that. Bad experience. Yes. Ah, bad, bad, bad. And then I, I went to Jamansara Utama. There's a club called Colors. Colors okay. Jamansara. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I remember that, that place. Yeah, you remember? Yeah. And that's where I met Joe Siva. Ah, okay, okay. And Joe Siva brought me and my other homeboy, Funky Fresh, to the jump. 
Okay. And then, and then I started to jump. Yeah. Okay, what? But spinning and jump was a very big deal back then, man. That was oh, the was, club. It was, it was. It was like it considered was, the. Uh, it was considered like the prime minister's building of the White House of Malaysian club yeah. scene back then. I remember yes, the club. One thing. One thing nice about the club is that they had the light coming down from the top at one yes. point, yes. and they had the dentist chair. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How can you forget the dentist chair and jump in? You. After you had the dentist chair, you will definitely forget. <laughs> <laughs> was a good place, man. But the thing is, like, you want to learn about that also. It's yeah. not an easy task, you know. When you like say you said no, no. you were starting off with going into like places like jump and so on. I'm pretty yeah. sure you were bullied because it was a trend. It was a trend for DJs <laughs> to actually bully the juniors who want to learn. Yes, yes. They won't allow you but, to just touch the deck just like that. But but I have to tell you this. From my journey from Bailey's uh-huh. to uh Colors Damansara, yes, I was bullied, I was ragged, there was it was it was hell, but I wanted to learn. But the day I walked into the jump KL, my sifu, which was Dr. Sam, there, he never once bullied me. Really? Sam was that nice? Once. Who's he the was sweetest the guy? nicest like? guy, sweetest guy. He trained ah. me, he taught me about DJing, he taught me A to Z about DJing, but not just the, the but mixing. But about but about being a DJ, the attitude, the atmosphere, how to carry yourself, how to talk, how to entertain, and be an all-rounded entertainer. That was Dr. Sam. Because back then yeah. also, I mean, I'll agree with him, because back then, being a DJ is a very, very important role in a club. Oh, yes. Whether the oh, club yes. makes it or breaks it, it all depends on the DJ. On the DJ, yeah. Yeah, it's not about because back then no one really cared much about the pricing. I want to have the yeah. cheap two bottles for one or whatever. No one gives a shit about that. No one gave a damn about the imitation beers or whatever. Everybody yeah. was there for the DJ and the music. And clubs Correct. were popular because of the DJs. Like you know, yes. okay, Sam was playing this club. Okay, JD is playing this club. I'm yeah. going to go to that club. Okay, Face is playing yeah. in Boom 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 Room yeah. or whatever you call it. Yeah. Everybody's going to go there. So it's based on the DJs itself. The personality was very right. very important back then. And the best part is even even the way you guys dressed. Oh yes, dressing was oh, yes. so yes. so important. You guys basically brought the fashion into town, la. You want oh, to know yes. what to oh, dress yes. up with for the party? You look cool. You go and check out the DJ first. See what yes, he's wearing. Sir. Yes, sir. When we go to the class back then, there's no such thing as how DJs are these days, where you just wear your sneakers, your jeans, a t-shirt, you know, and that's it. Back then. Except- Back then was you gotta wear a suit. Exactly, I see DJs with suit, yeah. which is still a mystery for me in that hot, hot room <laughs> temperature. How you all did that? <laughs> but 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 yeah. dressing was very very important. You guys were super stylish, man. It was like yeah. cool. You can you can see the DJs stand out among the crowd. Yeah, yeah. You oh, know, yes, like, yes. did you invest a lot in clothing? Uh, actually, I was sponsored back then. By Fubu. Ah, so, oh, Fubu. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, every yeah. Macha had one in the share. She covered like yeah. I had a big collection of Fubu, man. <laughs> Fubu is like a compulsory outfit. Yeah. Yeah, you're not but, considering but him. I, but I did spend a lot on my suits, yeah. Proper suits, jackets, ties, shirts, blazers. Yeah, you had to have that if you were a DJ back then. And, and another thing about you guys back then, you guys actually spoke on the mic instead oh, yeah, of having yeah, a yeah. hype man beside. Yes. Okay, so back then, 
if you're a DJ, the word DJ, this jockey implies that you have to mix, you have to entertain, and you have to be able to rock the crowd on the mic. That if you can do this three and uh, and some other things too, then you're a DJ. Exactly, it was a package because you didn't, I don't I don't yeah. recall seeing hype bands back then. No, never, none. It was the DJs. They spoke, and yeah. everybody understood what they spoke. <laughs> <laughs> these days, these days, I go to a bar sometimes, uh, uh-huh. and uh, I just you know, sit at the bar, and then I hear the DJ. This DJ will keep quiet for the whole night. Exactly. And then when it comes to the last call at the bar, this is what he says. This is what I hear. <laughs> it happened, man. It seriously happened. And and the best part is the DJs back then also had that voice, you know. Yeah, it's like you know, yeah. equivalent to, you know, you you know already, you gotta have that voice. It's like right. a package deal. You just yeah. go, ladies and gentlemen, you're down here oh. at the jump, ready to party on. You know, you know the feel was there, lah. Now it's you like got the voice, bro. I tell you, my kind of day. I have to. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's why I didn't end up in club so much. I knew I couldn't uh, makan there, so I went for the voicing part. La. <laughs> no, but it, even then also, it's like the style of mixing, you guys. It was yeah. different. You know, the transition oh, yeah. of music yeah. that you all had yeah. from one song to another. You can sit down with half an hour and you wouldn't feel that 10 songs change, you know. Oh, yes, yes. It was more about clean mixes back then. You know, you got to mix in during the break. And every song had a break, the remix yes. version or whatever you had a... You had a 12-inch mix, a club mix. You had to mix in on the break. You had to, you had to make the mix so smooth. You really got to follow bars. That, and that nobody will know when one song ends and the other begins. Exactly. You know, back then, that was the style. Yeah, but now you it's know? not that. See, can you do scratch a bit of rewind and the next oh, song comes yeah. in? I mean, I mean, that's how evolution in music and DJing takes place, I, I suppose. Yeah, back then it was different. Back then, I mean, people did scratch and they scratch a, uh, a song in, especially if the song didn't have an intro to mix in on. Uh, we used to scratch, chop mix, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, now the DJs, you can see, you go to any club, you see the DJs, it's the evolution, bro. We've got the Pioneer mixers, you got all these effects and drum pads and stuff and all that. Things I know, take- but it's... But it, you see, it breaks. I mean, for me, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to sound old, like I don't want to sound old. Uh-huh. But then again, when you do too much of it, it just yeah. breaks the momentum, you know. And the best part is the BPMs of the songs in some clubs. I've heard some DJs. I'm not blaming. Yeah. I'm not yeah. I'm saying whatever. Yeah. I'm not criticizing. But you know, you have the BPM. You're going at this level at one point. Suddenly, it drops yes. to this, and yes. then it takes him up from here to here. It's like, how <laughs> Joe? It's like you just. You know the songs, different different songs coming in, and yeah. they'll just this cut it off at the first first chorus itself, which you don't really enjoy the song fully. Yes. So it is yes. it is a mystery for me, man. I thought I thought I was hearing it wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. That is what I actually I I, I anticipated you would bring up this uh, this subject this topic. Okay, I actually wanted to talk about this because uh, I've had a lot of my DJ friends from my time from my seniors. Even some of my juniors say, bro, what's happening with DJs these days, man? You know, they play one one verse with me and then they cut to the next song. You know, yeah. I can't even hear anything now. I can't hear the whole song. I want to hear the whole song. You know, I got people coming up to the club and say, hey, DJ, can you please play the whole song? Yeah, it's, that's why you go in, you want to listen to a yeah. song. Yes. But the, the, the thing that I notice is, this is the evolution of uh, club culture. 
the okay. DJ culture right now. Like you see, uh, back when uh, Cool Herc or Grandmaster Flash started, the mixing was very straightforward, clean, straight mixes. But as time went forward <laughs> and we had new equipment, new styles, new trends, and okay. so the mixing evolved too. It changed. Okay. So now nowadays you get DJs. You know they don't even know some DJs can't mix. Nice. I've seen but, that. But I've they, heard that. Yeah, but but they know how to use the effects on the mixers on your controllers so well. It sounds like a mixing. Ah, all that, all that you so-called flanges yeah, yeah. fitting and all that that drum yeah, pads yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so I, I think this is the evolution of DJ. Okay. Okay. You know, it is it's moving to a certain direction. Some of us can't keep up. And not, it's True. not a bad thing. It's not. It's not a bad thing. You know. Okay. They're like, like for me, for me, uh, I get. I have evolved. I I can keep up with them. I I use those. I sometimes I don't mix nowadays. Okay. I use the effects to play the drum pads. You know, flip here, flip there, scratch, pop. Next song comes in. Yeah, that, yeah. because that, that was my that was my exact thoughts. Because just because I don't like it as a listener, but yeah, doesn't yeah, have to be yeah. wrong. You know, it just yeah, doesn't have to wrong. be wrong. Because yeah, I, yeah. Like for me, when I started off this listening to going to clubs and listening to music, yeah. you had it at least till the, at least till the second chorus, and yeah. then when the next song comes in, and then it was shortened a little bit, first chorus, and then it goes in. Nowadays, yeah, I think before right. it even reaches the chorus, it's gone already, man. Bro, I learned this the hard way, you know, because I, I I believe in doing the clean mixes, you know. Okay. And I think about three years ago, mm-hmm. I was still doing clean mixes. Long mixes, two bar mixes, three bar mixes, and I I realized that people were getting bored. Ah, people were getting bored. They were like, and people were asking, "Hey, bro, when's the next song? Hey, when's the next song? And here's the next song." And I'm like, "Wait, it's coming up, bro. Wait, in Tamil, in, in Tamil, you call this house of bundela, but." <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's how it is, man. Yeah, that's so, how it is. So I, real, so I realized that I'm missing something. So what I did was, you know, I, I spoke to Jay. You know Jay Supermanian? Yes, yes, yeah. Hey, Jay told me one one thing that stuck in my mind was you have to be relevant. Yeah. If you if you're not going to be relevant, you're going to be left behind. You know. Got to keep so, up with the times, man. Yeah, yeah. So what I did, I went to all the other clubs. I listen to all the new DJs. I listen to, I said, well, okay, you guys are mixing like this. You know, they're mixing like this. So I learned from the new guy. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, if I want to be relevant, I got to change my game. So that's true, what I true. did. Yeah. Yeah, because it is it is tough. If you don't keep up with the times, then you you will be left behind and you'll yeah. feel miserable as much yeah. as possible whenever you play, play music yeah. in the clubs and so on. Uh, before that, a big hello to DJ Stephanie. That's right, hey, Stephanie. Stephanie. Yeah, Stephanie, Stephanie, Stephanie yeah. is a great DJ. Yeah, I know. You know what was a surpri- why I was surprised about Stephanie? When I first met her, she wasn't a DJ, but she was interested. And next minute, I realized she's rocking the decks big time, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's doing mixes. It was awesome checking out the mixes here and there. Yeah, these, these are... But the best part about her is she is the, let's say, the newer generation of DJs, yes, but has yes. the old school feel in her. Oh, yes, in the music. Does. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the best. That's the best part about her. She has the old school and the new school mixed in in her yeah. her sets yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and she, and she's such a sweetheart, nice person. Yes, 
Yes, exactly. I'm looking forward to see her set again. But back back to the music and evolution of music and so on. Yeah. In terms of in terms of even the equipments that's being used these days. Oh yeah. I'm sure when you started off, it was vinyls and uh, that was the early stages of CDs coming in. Bro, when I started, uh-huh. it was turntables and some unlucky times cassette decks. <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> That's where the pencil comes in handy, lah. The spinning. Mata, you can do wonders <laughs> with that pencil. I know, I know. I have experienced that in the early broadcasting days, lah. The <laughs> pencil came in handy, very handy, man. <laughs> Bro, when I was doing broadcasting in Subang Parade uh-huh. for Ga- for Gary Tanison music scene, okay, music scene, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sometimes you had to use the cassette deck, lah. Everyone always had it, man. Yeah, Even I, when yeah. I started broadcasting, it's like a compulsory thing. You don't know how to use it, you better get out, man. <laughs> That's how it works. But let's say you had the decks, you had the vinyls, and then of course you yeah. move on to CDs. But what yeah. I've noticed these days, like I said, I do not know much of it. I guess remember the last time I actually used the deck was CDJ 500. That oh, yeah. bloody, that bloody thing. You're, you're, you're one of our uh, mutual friends, late friends, DJ Headmaster, and I used to hate it. Yeah. DJ Sawyer, every time he played, Halfway through, the bass hits in, the CD jumps. Bro, bro, bro hold on. I just gotta say, DJ Headmaster was my partner when I was in the Cafe Flam and I was in Bar Flam, and he was the sweetest, nicest yeah, guy. It was, it was such a sad thing when he, he passed. Yeah, it was a shocker because I met him a couple of weeks before that. We were chatting and all. Yeah. It's like, yeah. uh, what am I, I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot, especially new music. Uh, yeah. He was the first person who introduced me to Madison Avenue and uh, other oh, people. Okay. <laughs> yeah, was it back then, way before it was in popular radios and clubs. He was yeah. the one who introduced me yeah. to that track. Yeah, so you see, the thing is that music that he used, that the players that he used, and these days, yeah. these particular days, it, it's... Amazing, dude. The monas, DDJs, oh, yes. Seratos, and that, and this. I, I oh, don't know yes. much of the names. But do you have to own one of it when you go and play the music? In in this current era, it would be advisable for you to either have a Serato, or record box, or tractor, virtual DJ, and a host of others. But oh, it man. makes life so much easier. Really does. Really. I, I, I know a lot of people, a lot of guys out there who tell me, hey, bro, you think laptop is spin, uh? bro, you're not a real DJ. Uh? Hey, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you got to keep up with the time stay. Seriously, you could. Bro, if like that means you start carrying, using the no. Yeah. No, I don't want to be carrying 30, 40 kg of CD packs going everywhere. I know that feeling. I know that feeling. Plus, with the new technology out there, there's so many, so much new technology. You, don't, you just have to bring your thumb drive. I know, and mixing you know is still an art. You know, people say the computer is doing the mixing for you. No. No, no, it doesn't work for that. Not, yeah. not for everybody. Yeah, yeah. The DJ is still mixing using new technology to enhance the atmosphere, enhance the experience of DJing in the club. Yeah, because I know it's also like, but the thing is, this what surprises me is the way you guys set it up. Like the last I met you was at the Retro Sun Splash, if I'm mistaken. And the way yeah, you were setting up, yeah, I thought yeah. you DJs were setting up a cyber cafe. Hey. That's how it looked like. Everybody was actually carrying a carrying a laptop, setting this, putting that, drum pads, this, that. Jason Martin was actually sitting down there, loading yeah. up his songs, arranging it in accordingly. I was yeah, like, yeah. wow, what happened to the yeah. days when you just take your CD bag, throw open, and that's it. Magic happens from there, you know. No more lah, cannot lah. Oh man, you got to keep up with the times, and I, I think the more the the quantity of songs. 
the quantity of songs also has yeah. increased in a one hour set back then you say you exactly, played, played about bro. 50 now you got to play about 150 i guess exactly Yes. Nowadays, when I when I go to a club, uh, I usually like to be prepared before I go. I don't I don't have a playlist, but I like to prepare certain songs, certain genres to be ready. So at any given time, I've got like fifteen thousand songs with me wow. at any given time. Wow, and it's much easier. Imagine yeah. if you had to carry yeah. a CD bag with that. Oh no, bro! <laughs> no. But okay, with. Saying about talking about technology, when you have all this, these technologies, technical errors bound to happen. Like what just happened a oh, moment yes. ago. Okay, yes, like yes, your yes. laptop jams and so on, yes. whatever you call it. What what is the contingency plan for that? It's like don't tell me it's okay. just going to be dead air. Yes. Oh no no no! I I have contingency plans and a plan B for the contingency plan also. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? So, so you're, when, when you're running a DJ program like a, like I run Record Box. Okay. okay? So, uh, there have been times when I experienced lagging, or very rare, very rare. It wasn't okay. due to Record Box, it was due to something like laptop or something like that. And uh, ever since that happened, I have a backup. Now I have got a backup hard drive, two backup mm-hmm. hard drives I carry with me all the time. Okay. So, everything is set up in those hard drives to mirror my record box, my record box program. Okay. So, so whenever if so far it hasn't happened lah, my laptop okay. hasn't crashed or anything. That's good. If that were to happen, I just plug in my hard drive and I'm ready to go. Ah, so you're safe on that part because yeah. all these puzzles yeah. like okay, I remember days when CD gets jammed into the CD player, and that's yeah. where you're screwed. You gotta just go on with the one thing, and your yeah. microphone microphone comes in very yeah. very handy that time. Oh yeah. If you don't yeah, know how to yeah. speak, you're doomed because doomed, that's. Bro. Yeah, that's the only time because I remember days when uh, DJ Soya, Headmaster, and I we were playing in Chili's back then. Uh, yeah. Halfway through a CD, the CD jumped and it jumped to a sentimental song. <laughs> one player was not working, so you only had one player oh to rock God. the night. So what do you did? Every single song, somebody scream, somebody throw your hands up yeah, there, YMCA, yeah, yeah, yeah. you name it, we had it. Like, the mic was a very important thing. Like. That's what Doctor Sam taught me, you know, as a job. Ah, when one day one side of the play we were using a Denon back then, one side A we just went wrong and couldn't work. We only had one side to play for the whole night. Oh man! So that night, that night he went on first, and after each song he would talk. We were mumbling, rocking the crowd. Set the next CD, then he talk, take out the CD while talking, put in another CD, cue it, and play. And the best part is, when that era, your memory power was amazing. You don't even have to look oh, yeah. at the CD back. You just know where to flip. You know, just look at the CD, just put it up there, put it in and fire away. That's one thing good. Yes, yes, if yes. only we had that much of IQ during school days, <laughs> by now some professor. Yeah, but think about it. Like DJing, you have, let's see, can I daringly say it's more than 15 years, almost two decades or more than two uh, decades? I started DJing in 1991. Okay, so it's uh, so almost, more than two decades. Almost, uh, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah, it is. Two decades, yeah. lah. Okay, oh. oh. 2020, we don't count already, lah. 2020 no, is no, just no, released from the calendar. Uh, 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 okay, lah. No, but, <laughs> but how, how does it feel for you? I mean, evolving from that that era, from 1991, moving on to 2019, lah. forget about 2020, 2019, yeah. the evolution of music, I know the changes that happens in clubs. Yeah. I mean, 
how is it what how about the patrons or the people who listen to music do they actually interact with you like how it used to be or do they just come in there have drinks and go on no the, the i say the interaction is the same i still get a lot of interaction from yeah. the crowd but that that would depend also you see some djs they don't interact with the crowd they go up there they spin and they i mean they don't look at the crowd they don't say hey, hi what's up or whatever you know they just con- concentrate on playing the music okay but me on the other hand uh, i'm sure so so many other djs are same like same like me too uh Yeah, when we spin, we interact. We are we looking out there and crowd. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? Welcome down. You know, we're okay. always talking and uh, interacting with the crowd. So we get interaction in in response to them. And people come up, buy us drinks, have a chat with us, stick to our talk with us, and stuff like that. So I would say from when I started till now, it's the same. You know? People still interact and uh, and people nowadays are more knowledgeable about music and especially music genres. Oh, you know? okay. That, yeah, which yeah. sometimes makes it tough for uh, for DJs oh, yes. who don't really <laughs> know much of their stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's quite embarrassing if you don't know the stuff that's going on. But yeah. the thing is also, it's also another thing that I've looked at is the clubs that's uh, how the uh, designs of the clubs that's uh, that is right now. Because oh, yeah. you see, comparison in comparison with what it used to be at halfway through, I'm not saying so far away. These days, it's getting smaller and smaller. And some clubs don't even have yeah. dance floors. And so on. Yes. You just sit on the table and you try to party as much as you could. Does that yes. affect you as a DJ in terms of your performance? Not really. Not really. You know why? Uh, I understand what these club owners are doing and the restrictions that they have with the laws in different areas. Okay. Uh, the, the the funds that they have to set up the club. Sometimes the licensing takes too long. You don't have enough money to drag it. So you have to take away the dance floor. You know? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So you mean they pay for the dance floor also? Oh yes. Ah. Yeah. You, you need a license. You need a license to have a dance floor. Things that we do not know as normal ah. patrons. Yes, yeah, yes, normal. yes. So I've I've oh. had experience not just as a DJ, but but I've also set up bars before. Okay. So I had to, I had to go through the whole licensing for KL area, DBKL. I licensing for PJ, MPPJ. It's a headache, bro. But I've got it down, lah. Okay, so that explains a lot. That explains a lot because yeah, uh, a lot of people yeah. have asked me, "Is like, hey, how come this club got no dance floors?" Like, because you know, it, yeah. it it's always based on area. Also, the party is always yeah, based correct. on areas, and it, it tends to move. Like we said earlier, at one point in time, it wasn't like the the area in Tunduaza, yeah. which is Champ and yeah. so on, and then it moved yeah, on yeah. to uh, opposite of uh, Shang. What's the name of the road? Uh, Emporium uh, and so. Uh, uh, Jalan Piramli. Jalan P Ramli, and then what season yeah. it was Jalan P Ramli. Everybody was yeah. diving yeah. in there, and you know the style of clubs, the setup was different. And yeah. then from there it moved on to the ghetto, which is Bangsa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bangsa was the ghetto, lah. That it's is like, like it is like Fubu's. Of, yeah, it's like Fubu's and Alien Workshops official catwalks <laughs> street or whatever you want to oh. call it, man. That, that is the hardcore area, lah. Yeah, I know. And the the guy who made the most money in Bangsa was Seven Eleven. Oh, <laughs> I agree with you. Everybody went to Seven Eleven first, easy chukup chukup, yeah. and then you walk into the bar. Correct. You walk and in, like you own the club. Yeah, exactly. And the best part is, ladies, uh, Bangsa actually ruined ladies' night. They did. They did. I agree with you. 
Yeah, Bangsa, because last time it was only one day of the week, which was Wednesday. Yeah. You know, Wednesday was ladies' yeah. night, and all the ladies will go in like as though they are getting some super high class drink, but none of them knew it was basically Thai song or Maharaja mixed into some some soft drink. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, ladies, if you're listening in right now, the drink that you had back then wasn't any fancy whiskey. It was the cheapest liquor in the bar shelf, and that's now what you drank. Yeah, so just just in case you're wondering why you had that weird headache the next day, yeah, uh, that's the it reason why. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, you haven't heard the name in a long time, man. So that's what that's what happened. Bangsa actually came in. Bangsa rocked it big time. Any yeah. when it comes to hip hop and R and Bs, uh, Bangsa was the street. Yeah, uh, you had so many clubs. I mean, you had cheese clubs, then you had rocks. I remember Edmund was playing down oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocks, rocks was there. And then there were a couple Rock of other clubs. Shadows. Shadows, okay, shadows. There were so that many was clubs. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then after Bangsa, they came into Mon Kiara, right? Mon Kiara, oh, yeah. Artamas area. Yeah. Yeah. So it was moving on there. From there, it went to Chankat. So it went yeah. by area by area yeah. and so on. It was it was Bangsa. Then after that, it went to uh, P Ramli. Then then back to Bangsa. Then there was the what Heritage Row. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then it was it was changing all the way. It's like here, there, and but the best part is every time it moved, the music kind of moved together with it. Yeah, yeah. You know the like, trend of music. Like for example, Bangsa had a. Certain type of R and B hip hop was played in Bangsa club, you know. Yeah. As compared to what you heard in R and B pop club, the KL, they played different different kind of flow altogether, you know. And what you hear in, in Heritage Row was a completely different flow altogether. It, it was it, it differed a little bit. Okay. But that was that was the same like like for example when uh when I was in DVA. Okay. Not when, okay, from DVA like for example from 1990 till. Till 1999, the 2000, 10 years, okay? The R&B and hip-hop you heard in DVA is 100% completely different from the R&B and hip-hop that you hear at bass or bass 2. Exactly. Totally different. You I know? remember. Just like that. Uh, that, yeah. that I remember it very, very much because DVA was... Uh, DVA, you went there for the music. Like You literally went there for the music because, I mean, yeah. for the music lover, you know the difference. I mean, Nash was yeah. also there, the late Nash. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He was also there. Yeah, so you know you know the difference. That, because, like I said, it's all based on the DJs. Yeah. It was... Because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to exaggerate down here because back then, no one actually gave a shit what the customers wanted. The DJs gave yeah. what the de- customers needed. The kind oh. of music you educated the people. Back then, we were gods. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> bunch of bunch of show-offs. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Bro, in DVA, uh, when I was at the town in DVA, these two places, uh, yeah. I could do anything and get away with it. Bro. Exactly. If somebody came up to the bar and told me, I came up to the console, hey, bro, can you play this song? I said, no, I can't. If you don't like it, that's the entrance. Get the fuck out. On exactly. the mic. Yeah. Cool. And everybody is yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that usually happens with the guys only, lah. But girls come, that rarely happens, lah. Much the girls get everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a compulsory thing. You know, the DJs don't go back home alone. Oh. It's hard for the DJs. Hold on, now, hold on, now. You gotta get something. Why is not here? <laughs> <laughs> back in the days, like this is all back in the days. Black and blue. 
back in the days. So of course, we changed. Like, I, I have a very strong feeling my wife is tuning also, so which is dangerous for me. <laughs> no, but anyway, she knows. Like, you know, that that was a that was a phase actually. That was a life. It was a phase so, for the DJs and so on. Back then, it is compulsory and imperative that if you are a DJ, you must have attitude. You exactly. have to have an attitude. You can't be like a nice guy. Oh hi. Oh, I'll try to find a song for you. I'll try to accommodate you. No, back then it was. You had to have a persona. You had to have an attitude, and you had to be in character all the time. It's a it's a personality driven career. Yes. I mean, choice. Yes, yes, yes. Back so then, I was, I was known as DJ Midnight. I had, to, I, had to, uh, I had to be. I had to be. My character was this crazy, wacky, crazy guy who would do all the craziest things on the mic and get people to do stupid stuff. And yeah, that worked that, for me. Yeah. yeah, but you see that thing, that particular thing that you used to do, and a lot of DJs did that also. Yeah. Even if you go back to the eighties, DJs from the eighties, you had. I mean, everybody yeah. from. You can think of back then. They did the same thing. Nineties yeah. was that. When did yeah. all this stop? I would say in the two thousands. No, because it, it is funny. It's like all of a sudden you just like, you take a break for two three years. You don't go to clubs and you come back and see. It's yeah. like everything changed. Yeah. It's like you don't yeah. have the party atmosphere. I mean, I'm not like I said. I could be wrong because I don't really go to club much these days. But the party atmosphere is not really what it was. Everybody's it's different. It's different. yeah. Everybody's there to dance, maybe a drink, have the music. But the atmosphere is totally changed. And do you yes. think it's because of the DJs or the club setup, the music that they play? No. Or I I, I would. Say it has to do with the overall club culture worldwide. Okay. You see, you see, uh, lead club culture in Malaysia leading up to 2000s was mm-hmm. very inclusive into Malaysian culture. Okay. We didn't have internet back then. You know, okay. it was what it was. It was kind of look cool within the Malaysian culture. So everybody dressed up really nice. You go out to have a good time. So that's it. That's it. You didn't go out to show off. You didn't go. Have to show me how many bottles you had, or how mm-hmm. many bottles you can buy, or to flash your cash. No, everybody went up to have a good time. If you had more money, all the better. You can buy more drinks and have a good time. But that was it. Okay. But and entering the 2000 and the and internet and people had access to MTV and the internet and you could we could break into international club culture and you okay. see how the people they are clubbing. And you see how the people in US, UK, and Europe, and Ibiza, how how whole world is clubbing, and people like Malaysian people are like, whoa, hold up, okay, if they're doing that, we gotta do that too. Oh, okay, okay, so, okay. So, so slowly, slowly, there was a shift in club culture, especially I noticed when uh, the early 2000s when uh, there was what was the club, the back room. Yes. Back room. 12 as I moved, when this house dance music clubs that came up and mm-hmm. and brought DJs into the forefront and put a spotlight on on international club DJs the whole club culture exploded people were like okay this is how the people the visa partying so we got a party like that too people so in the US just are partying ass- like this they yeah. just assumed that was the right, uh, right way of doing it lah yes yes so i, I saw uh, like within 3 years like what you said 3 years There was mm-hmm. a complete shift. People dressed different. DJs stopped dressing up. Yeah, I see. I see DJs. DJs up. 
I've seen DJs yeah. with shorts. I don't mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen DJs with shorts, and I'm not talking that fancy, cool, hip hopish kind of look. Lah. This one, like, much I went to the market, I came back, just decided, oh, okay, gotta go to work. You know, I've seen oh, that, and uh, yeah. that also happens during uh, another another genre that came in and messed it all up. Uh, was the techno fever at one point of time, and also <laughs> inclusive of music like uh, Venga Boys and Fun Factory oh. and all these kind of guys. Oh, you mean Tenga Boys? Tenga Boys and yeah, the remix of the the Lemon Tree song that went on a but 250 BPM. I tried. I tried to participate in one of the. I tried for uh, but a day or two with techno clubs. I said I rather commit suicide, man. My homeboys from the record labels came over to jump and gave me Tenga Boys, and they gave me Lemon Tree. I heard it, and I broke it and threw it. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine. I could imagine, man. It was painful. But then again, we had no. I mean, for some of us, like I was like, you know, when you're doing party DJing it for corporate events and so on, yeah, that is the yeah. song that every Tom Dick Harry Harry yes, yes, request yes. for it. We had no choice. They even had the mega mix where you just play the yeah, CD, yeah, they shut up and sit down. Yeah, you know that yeah. that was the era. I mean, that were one era that kind of ruined music at one point in time. But like, say yeah. now, let's say for now, now the music culture in terms of music, can the music actually give that vibe for you to dance in the club? Yes, yes. Uh, you see, bro, it it depends on whether the individual is willing to evolve as music evolves. Like for some okay. of us, we like. The, I'm not going to name names, but some of my buddies, group buddies, they loved the music during the '90s okay. and early 2000s. But but and they loved it. They got stuck in that era. Not, okay. not, not a, it's not a bad thing. It's not a wrong thing. It's just something they loved. It's their they, preference, lah. Their preference, and they okay. I'm okay with this, and that's it. And anything above that, they couldn't identify with. Mm-hmm. So so for them, it's like oh, what what is who's Lil Wayne? Who's who's Six nine. Who's Takeshi Six nine? Who's is Ariana okay. Grande? Huh? You know, I don't know. I, you know, ah, so you, you feel lost. You get yeah. lost a little yes, bit in that yes. in that era of music. Even the start yes. of hip hop and R&B is different compared in comparison. Yes. Yeah. Okay. For, for me, I love music. I evolved musically throughout the years. So I don't have. I'm not like some of these guys that oh, I can't hear business music is shit. Business R&B is shit. No, business no, no. R&B is good. It's just different. It's it goes with the time. Different. Yeah, it's, it's it's different. It's moving forward. It's like some of the music that if you were in the '90s era, you you found '60s and '70s being weird. So yeah. it is like now, like whatever you're hearing in 2019 Bro. or 20, you find something of the '90s and '80s yeah. weird. Yeah, remember, remember. Uh, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but back then, not like we remember lah. Like we weren't born in the '50s lah. Huh? Okay, <laughs> back in the '50s, in the '40s and the '50s, yeah. when rock and roll. First came out in the fifties when when Chuck Berry and and uh, Elvis Presley came out with rock and roll. The people from the forties were like, "Oh, this is devil music! You're going to hell! This is shit! How can you listen to this?" True, you know, true, but true. Eventually, you know, and then back in the eighties and seventies when hip hop started emerging, people were like, "Hip hop is going to die. This is not going to work. It's not going to last." And bro, it's two thousand twenty, and we are here to stay. Yes, very true. So music, yeah. music evolves is up to you whether you yeah, want to evolve yes, yes, with it or exactly. not. It's, especially it's not in the profession. Wrong, it's, not, it's not right or wrong, you know. If you like the era, then you like it. But like some of us, we 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 move forward with it together. It's okay. not, a, yeah, you know. So I I'm okay. 
Okay, cool. Because I, I had this conversation with a couple of DJs before and uh, yeah. it's exactly what they have said before. It's like, no, I can't keep up with this. This is not the music that people should yeah. be played. This is not the music I will play. And then, uh, then at the end of the day, they complain that yeah. there are no jobs because most yeah, of the clubs yeah. won't hire the, their so-called genre. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I could Just imagine. Like I said, but you have to stay relevant. You have but, to stay. If you want to be in this business, you have to stay relevant. Yeah, but at the same time, for the newer generation of DJs who's trying to get on board, okay, get on board in terms of their music knowledge, does that play a very important role? Because oh, yes. it's like, yeah, because the thing is like some of them, as I, like I said, whenever I say something, it's not just based on hearsay or whatever. It is yeah. conversations based on, with the DJs. Yeah, yeah. It's like the database for the music is so limited. They have only about three years of music knowledge and yet they have become DJs. You know, they wouldn't know anything more than three years before that. It's like they wouldn't know anything at all. I have, I have a theory about this. Uh, no, it has, because I've, I've been studying this actually for past, I would say, well, now since uh, since 2009 to 2010, I've been I've been paying attention to the the music culture worldwide, and, and I've noticed something. Okay, the reason why DJs nowadays in this era, like this this year itself. Like what you said, they have like, uh, they only know their, their music is about two or three years old, that's it. Yeah. You know, they don't have knowledge about anything older. It's because music is made to be disposable nowadays for the past 10 years. It's yeah. made to be disposable. It's not like those days. Those days, a, mu- a, a hit song comes out in 1993, it's still a hit in 1999. True. You know? But now, if a song comes out in December, uh, 2019 by February 2020, it's old news. Yeah, I even like for me, I can't remember the songs that I yeah. did six months ago. Exactly. <laughs> it's like okay, I knew that song was popular, but I just totally forgot about it. Yeah, people are industry is churning out music like that. It's just churning out. So the turnover is so high. You see the amount of music comes up from from January 2020 till the end of this year. It's more music that comes out in one decade back in the 80s. Okay. Because, because the reason why I'm asking this this question is because a lot of people have this negative perception of the present DJs and also <laughs> they always do the comparison between the old school and the new school. Yes, I would admit it, there is a difference, yeah. but it was nice yeah. for based on that particular era. You just move yeah. on to the times, this particular DJ or this particular generation of DJs is catered for the present music lovers or the current trend. I, I have something to say about uh, to all the new generation DJs, okay? Mm-hmm. First of all, words of encouragement, you guys are trying, you're all breaking into the industry, good for you. You have all my blessings, but when you go to a club, and this club is frequented by people of the democratic age of, uh, let's say, 21 to 40, okay. you have three to four different eras of music there. If you're going to be playing in a club like that, you must do your homework. You must be able to play music from at least a little bit from all these eras. You can't be just like playing music from this era only. And then and then when people from the older era, like a decade before, come, hey bro, can you, you got this song? Huh? Oh, sorry, we don't play old music. You know, you, you can't do that. Unless, unless it's a specifically, uh, uh, theme club like this club only plays new stuff branching out educating new music then by all means you know but seeing the club culture these days 
a thousand of clubs opening up all over the place and every club is playing the same bloody shit. You know? <laughs> you just so, want to stand you need to do something to stand out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why I don't go I don't go clubbing anymore. I, I can't give, go clubbing. It I, makes it pisses me off. I know. No, but it is difficult for a DJ to go clubbing. There's one thing I've noticed of people who know yeah. music. It's like you don't listen to music like how anybody else, a normal person would. Yeah. Because you pay Correct me if I'm wrong, okay? As a DJ or a musician, when you walk into a club, when you hear a song being mixed, a song being played, the details of what song is being played, how is it mixed, the sound quality, the lightings, every single detail comes into the ears first before it really processes out, you know? So you can't really enjoy it like the way you're supposed to enjoy like normal people did. That is 100% true, bro. When I, I go to a club and I'm not working, I'm not working, I'm just going for whatever reason, la. very rare. And I go to another club, I cannot enjoy myself. I can't. Because the moment I go to a club, I'm focusing on what is DJ playing? Why is he playing like this? Why is the mix there? Why did he mix properly? Why is the light like that? Why the bartender not doing the work properly? Exactly. It's, it, you can never enjoy it. Like for me, I had both worlds. I had radio and a little bit of yeah. club because I was at the ship for one point of yeah, time and okay. it was, was season and all. So it's like, yeah. I can't listen to radio. When I quit radio, I stopped listening to radio for at least about a year or two. And then when they quit clubs, I think about 10 years, I didn't walk into a club until lately. You know, I just walked into this stuff just to just get rid of that feel, you know, that feel like I don't want to have that paying too much attention to, to music kind of stuff. But at the same time, you're talking about the knowledge of DJs, right? Knowing yeah. the fact, uh, getting some uh, to cater to the different generations of uh, uh, patrons. Yeah. I would suggest that some of these DJs, like I, I give this advice to the new ones, which I come across. Yeah which is check out some old school DJs at the same time yes, just yeah. to get some knowledge of what music or what music is being played, how the transition of mix is going on yes, so yes, you can yes. infuse with your current style. Yes. It's, it's homework. Totally it's basically homework. Yeah, yeah. Do your homework. Yeah, it's, it's for research basis. It's not because you want to go there and just see that yeah. guy show off his style and just condemn exactly. the other guy, but you have to pay attention to it. Like one of the places that I enjoyed was Listening for, after listening to the new age of music, uh, this, the retro sun splash party, and then the yeah. unite the event, the reunion events that took place. Yes, yeah. you, you can see the contrast of music and how you have yes. an idea of okay, this would yes. be nice to mix with this song. So yeah, it'd be yeah. nice for a party, you know. You have an idea yeah. of what's going on. Yeah, yeah. It's and, always nice, even when you're playing uh, playing a new set. Yeah. Like sometimes uh, early last year, I was playing a, a totally new set. No old school stuff at all. Just new new stuff. And then in the middle of it, I dropped old school classic. Don't look any further. Okay, and people. And the crowd went ballistic. So it is. You play with the crowd. You just yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the best part is when you drop those kind of tracks, like some some old school track out of in a new age mix. The yeah. guys who are so accustomed to the new age mix will assume that that is a brand new track. Oh yes, oh yes. Let me tell you a story, bro. Okay? Okay. This happened in uh, 2001 or 2002. I was playing at the Embassy AL back then. And uh, I was playing Puff Daddy. Okay. Uh, what's that song by Puff Daddy? Eh? I'll be missing I'm... you. Okay. I was playing a party and then this guy... You know, so, 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 I was playing the police every breath you take. And this guy came in and told me, bro, can you play the original? <laughs> what? What original? This is original. No, 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 bro. Oh, Puff Daddy is original. Oh man. 
I this this if this happened a lot between me and Naji, uh, DJ late DJ ah. Naji. Naji used to do this. We used to have this banter going on uh, off air. It's like when you're radio days. He just he just do this. Okay, Micha, guess which is the new song? Which is the new song? He play that old ah. stuff, you know. So you have to guess every old song which is resampled and remade the new ones. And yeah. uh, the best part is when the new DJs came in, it's like, eh, this one they make the song again, huh? <laughs> They assume that the new one is actually the old one or whatever, vice versa, man. Yeah, it is right, fun. Right. It's, it's a good experience to educate yeah. or to show people that like you can just go on. But the fun yeah. thing is this: in in terms of the DJing life here in Malaysia, here in Malaysia, because I remember back in the '90s when the era that you started off, most DJs actually were also producers at the same time. They made a lot of remixes for the songs, like many artists out there. Like uh, one of the famous one was. Uh, Farah Bagaikan Putri. There's so many mixes oh, yeah, made out yeah, of that, yeah, and yeah, so many yeah. other tracks. We had the DJs going on. Do yeah. DJs do that these days? Even more. You, really? Because, because yeah, because now technology is is at your fingertips. You can down. I give it 15 minutes. You can download a few programs and you can start remixing already. Oh, wow. Yeah. But but is, is but, do the, but do the DJs actually do it? Uh, yeah, or did yes, they just uh, wait no, for this getting is a mixed uh, set of it? No, now nowadays it's because because music is so easily accessible these days. Mm-hmm. DJs have to defer and make their music different from others, and by doing that, how you do that is by remixing your own song. Okay. You make it just a little bit different. Listen, so a lot of DJs remix it, you know, and plus with the latest technology from 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 all, from all your controllers and mixers. You can remix a song on the fly as you're playing the song in the club. As you're mixing it, you can remix it right there and then and make it different. Nice. Things yeah. that I did not know that happened because <laughs> I left when technology was... <laughs> I don't know, when technology was still obsolete like, back then. <laughs> no, seriously. The only furthest thing we had was the flanger sound or flanger, whatever you yeah. call it, on the CDJ's mixer. That's, that's the furthest technology I've experienced. Like. But Because I was a bit curious because I don't see names of DJs on tracks. It's like, you know, when like Malaysian artists, the music that comes up, back then you really had, okay, this song was like... Example yeah. of just throwing names. I say, okay, like now, Bagaikan Putri with the John Dave mix. Yeah. You know, you had that, and then you had Karyu's song with this, this name. The DJ was yeah. involved in the remix of that particular yeah. track, but you don't find that much anymore. It's like even in one particular track, like last time when you had samples, when recording labels used to drop drop you samples, uh, samplers, sorry, it'll give you singles with five, six different versions of it. Yes, yes, yes. But you don't really find that much nowadays. Because Unless it's some, some DJs is that. No, there, there, a lot of DJs put on put out their their remixes, but there's so much music out there nowadays. Oh, okay. it, so it gets drowned. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that explains yeah. a lot. Because I was just puzzled with that. I was really, really puzzled with that. Why is that something people like, is that oh, a no, bro. that? Bro, a lot of DJs, especially in the past five to six years, a lot of DJs have produced their own music. A lot of local DJs have come up with really good music, you know, really good music, and they put it out there, mm-hmm. but it gets drowned by all the other thousands of music coming in. Ah, that explains it a lot. Because like I said, I always admired what a DJ does, because it's not, like I said earlier, it's not anybody and everybody can become a DJ. It's, yeah, you've got to have yeah. the force in you. You yes, are bro, the Jedi. Yeah. You are the Jedi. <laughs> yes, it's yes. like either you have it or you don't have it. Don't try yes, to bro. learn to be one. 
Okay, you must have the knowledge, you must have the skills, have the personality yeah. and the interest. And of course, like you said earlier, you've got to evolve with the yeah, time. You have to evolve. You, gotta, you have to evolve. You, you cannot. But lifespan yeah. of a DJ, that, that is the number one question here. The lifespan in terms of this particular career, how long does a DJ have? Well, DJ in Malaysia is sad to say this, but in Malaysia, the lifespan of a DJ is not that long last compared to US or UK. Now, hear me out first, okay? Okay. A lot of DJs I know are so talented and they're still DJing into their 50s and some of them <laughs> to the 60s. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, you know? But uh, there's only so much money you can make being a DJ here in Malaysia. As a DJ, as a full-time DJ, you know, uh, as compared to US or UK, mm-hmm. you know, DJs are treated with respect there. You it's know, artist, there you you're a star. Yes, yeah. Here, you, bro, we got nobody representing us in the government, <laughs> also, bro. You know, the just the band people from the yeah, band. exactly. DJs just, is not. We are non-existent. Yeah, it, it, it is an issue. Actually, it is a serious issue. Yeah, Come to think so, of it. So, so, bro, I've seen a so... I, I would advise all DJs, whether old school or new school, uh, you must have backup in Malaysia. Mm. You, want to be, you must have something to, that you're able to fall back on in okay. case shit like this happens. Yeah. Very true. This this took everybody by surprise, man. Yeah, yeah. No one ever thought about this that would actually happen to our... Yeah, yeah. Because the, the funny thing is, like, when you're talking about old school, new school, uh, when, it, when it's old school, you had residencies. I mean, DJs, yeah. you had one club, yeah. you had a permanent salary. Yeah, that wasn't a problem. Right. Then halfway through, you see DJs going on roster. Monday is here, Tuesday is there, yeah. Wednesday is here, and then, like, once a week. You know, it's like, which I kind of find it weird also at the same time because like as you're trying to build the crowd you're getting adjusted to the atmosphere yeah the very next day you got to go somewhere else and do it all over again that's the evolution bro that's how it evolved i doubt i can ever get that again man <laughs> i doubt i seriously doubt that i can actually do that i hats off to all the djs who are doing it it's it's not as easy as it sounds yeah. like if you're if you're a patron who wants to complain about the djs and his music you got to think about what happens for the dj yeah it's like imagine yeah. this Imagine this, if you go to office, they say, okay, Monday you work at this office, Tuesday you got to work at that office, Wednesday yeah. you got to work at this company. How does it feel for you? Crazy, it's miserable. Man. Yeah, and the DJs, you got to create that mood again, get back. I think yeah. that's the reason why DJs don't talk so much. Like, get fed up, bro. by the time you can figure out how <laughs> to talk, you got to move into another place already. Like, well, it's a good topic actually, this whole DJing thing, because I've been yeah. asked many times, I, I wanted to have this conversation so much because People yeah. assume that I just because I played in a few places, I know everything yeah. about DJing. It doesn't work that way. You know, there's, there's a difference between DJs who does residence, like say six hours non-stop with no live band. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. there's some who does 45 minute sets and then break oh, yes. for a band and yeah. so on. And then there's Two DJs different. who does, yeah. yeah. And then they do corporate functions, which is another yeah. different game altogether. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So it there are very various categories for DJs. And to yeah. choose to adapt to it is not an easy task, man. Oh, it's not, it's not easy. Not, not any DJ can, can handle the whole entirety of that. 
Yeah, it's only a handful because I know some guys like I was like like I said a fun club or other live yeah. band makes of DJs yeah. and so on. So that was a different feel altogether. That yeah, sole responsibility yeah, is to make sure people party back to back. It's like yeah, when yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you build the momentum so high as a DJ, the band fucks it up, and then you got to bring back <laughs> it all over again. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. have you experienced that? Like, you know, when you're playing music, you bring the crowd to the peak. Everybody's screaming and yelling, and yeah. then when it comes to the live band, they go with a sentimental number at the start. Masha, <laughs> I could throw my dunks in somebody's bed, plus. But I have to say, I had good experience. I had bad experience, and I had very good experiences. Yeah. Good experience I had was when I was spinning at uh, Zeta Bar. I was there for like close to nine years. So, wow. Six, I was there for six years. Six years. I was there for six years. And uh, the international bands there, we work together, bro. Okay. I talked to them. I told them, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play off your vibe, and you can play off my vibe. So if you're gonna keep it up that tempo, I'm gonna keep up that tempo too. Okay. So we we'll, we we'll challenge each other actually. I'm gonna play this set. They be they be watching and listening to me. Oh boy, play this song. Play this set. Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna accompany that with this new song. And then, and then we go back and forth, bro. It was fantastic. Okay. Time of my life. It was a good tag team, lah. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I know. But because when it comes to live bands, it's so unpredictable. Yes, I, yeah. 90, 95% of the bands that I played with were very nice, very supportive. But of course, there were 5% of assholes. Lah. They got problem yeah, with their boyfriend. The they got problem with their boyfriend. Got problem with the girlfriend. They end up showing it on the mic. Or yeah, the music uh, they play and it fucks up everything. And you got to set back the mood of the club and all. But it is yeah, it is an interesting thing, an interesting feel as a DJ. Uh, the things how it has evolved musically, and then we spoke oh, yeah. about lifespan also. Like you don't know, you don't really know when until when you're supposed to be a DJ. Yeah. So it is safe you know, to you say know that. Why? Okay, I, I, uh, let's just take me for example. Okay. Okay. I've been doing this since 1991, 2020 okay. now. You know. Okay. I still love going to the club and spinning. I still love DJ. Okay. Okay. But on my terms, you know, I've reached a point in my life when I want to do it with, under my terms. I don't want to be the, the, when I was like 20 years ago mm-hmm. and yeah, the couple, I want this. Okay, boss, I'll do that. Okay. I want you to do this. Okay, I'm going to do that. No, I've had enough of that. And a lot of other DJs had enough of that too. You know? yeah. But now, in this day and age, in this era, club owners are more, more interested in how much money they can make than putting out good music. Which is true. You get what I'm saying? So, so, so we can't meet. <laughs> that that so, is an so, issue with it. Yeah. And and a lot of DJs can't keep up with the music these days. So they, they're getting less and less and drop. Which lessens the oh, lifespan of DJ siblings. I get invited that. Even even now, the worst part is, uh, which I find it a bit weird, uh, or rather I say it's un- pretty unfair, when the DJs, you need to start putting your promotions up, looking for people, getting people to come into the club. It's like like a package deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I find it which is totally unfair. It is not the job of the DJ. The DJ is to make it sure you maintain the not. crowd and to entertain yeah. the crowd. It's like not go there, put your Facebook tag, 101 first, call 20 first, and then the club owner said, hey, you don't have patrons, you don't have following, and then how to hire yeah. you. It's not the DJ's fucking job to do that, man. He so is the I guy who plays 100%. music. Yes. Yeah, which is, I no, find it DJ, totally unfair. No, the DJ's job is to DJ. The DJ's exactly. job is to come in, understand the crowd, spin the music, entertain people, make them have a greatest time of their night, 
and go back. That's the DJ's exactly. job. Exactly. Okay. If you is- want a DJ to do marketing for you, then pay him an additional two thousand bucks marketing fee. Exactly. But the, the problem is like just for the sake of the job, I don't blame I don't blame the DJs because everybody yeah. needs to earn a living. Okay, yeah. they kind of give in to this, they give in to this. But the problem is the more people give in to this, it becomes a trend. Or yeah, exactly. it is, that's the problem. It's like if everybody's exactly. like you said earlier, you got to come in as united as possible because yeah. if everybody says no to it, then they have no choice. Bro, I, I have to be fair on this topic. Okay, I, I can speak about it from a DJ's perspective. Which okay. I totally disagree. Mm-hmm. You know, DJ's job is a DJ, not to do marketing at all. Okay. But coming from a perspective of a person who set up bars okay. and set up clubs, and I've worked with club owners, and I understand their perspective too. These guys are businessmen. Okay, businessmen first, club owners second. So for them, they want to maximize on their profits. So they want for them is that okay, if I can get this DJ, you know, I can touch on this floor. To make you bring your friends, call your friends, market, do promo for me also, and bring more people. I'm gonna win. So how do I bargain with this flirt? Okay, you want a job okay. or not? Uh, you don't give me. You don't. You do this for me. I'll give another flirt. And DJs nowadays, okay. I must say, some DJs these days so hard up. Okay lah, boss, I do for you lah. How mm-hmm. much you gonna pay me? Yeah. And they and they and they, okay. and they break and they give it to to that. Yeah. It, it is it is tough actually. It's like because sometimes, like you said, we said earlier, it's not everybody is in the same boat. Uh, in a situ is in a situation they can say no. I don't. You don't want to take it. Don't yeah. take it, lah. Yeah. You correct, know, you want to give. Don't give. I can just yeah. move on to the next one. It's like yeah. some people yeah. they have bills to pay. You still yes, have bills they to, need pay. to pay. Yeah. So yeah, you you got to uh, succumb to this so called methods yeah. and so on. Yeah. But it'd be yeah. nice if there's any club owners listening in. That method of I don't know. I'm just looking at a marketing perspective of it. Is like. Even if your DJ brings in the crowd, is it the kind of crowd that you want? Exactly. That's the question. Is there? Yeah, I can just exactly. fill in the club as much as you want. It's like about five or twenty first buying one bottle of JD. That's it. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that happen. And then they brag around like, "Hey, aku buka bottle way." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've seen that happen many times. It's like, "Hey, come on, man! I buka bottle." Yeah. As I already opened bottle, man. You play my songs. What all? Oh, twenty plus one bottle. Yeah, yeah. Like, come, you want me to buy you another one more? You know, we had that experience before, man. Yeah, you know, it, it is fun, man. But it is a good journey, I guess, for you. Uh, anybody who's been a DJ before, it is an amazing journey, uh, an amazing experience. Yeah, look at the look at the bright side. You get you get paid to listen to music and party, man. I I would say it was amazing, fantastic experience, still ongoing. Yeah. And uh, it was just fantastic. It's something. It's something not many people can cope with. A lot yeah. of people break and uh, they get jaded or they get too caught up and they dissolve and disintegrate into it. Uh, but I'd say it's a fantastic journey, ongoing journey still. Yeah, it is. It is, man. As long as you have the love for the music, why not? But how do you overcome this? I mean, I'm sorry, I'm dragging this conversation too long. But how do you oh, overcome okay, this? Okay, like yeah. day after day, doing the same thing, playing almost the same music oh, day after day. I, I, Doesn't I, it get I, to it, you? It does get to me, you know. So, like I said, I've been doing this for a while already. So after a while, you need to take a break. You need to step back, take a step back, relax. Uh, you know, reconstitute yourself, recover, recuperate, and then come back and see 
and see if you want to do this five days a week. Like I, okay. I came back. I took a break. I took a break for two years. I did my thing. I came back and I was like, no, I'm not, I can't do this this five day a week or six day a week DJing gig anymore. I can do maximum two days a week. Okay. You know, so so I just worked around that, and now I only do like two days a week, Friday and Saturday, or sometimes Saturday only. You know, and that's yeah. good for me at the moment. Yeah, because just I could just imagine this because. I've tried. I've tried, like I said, like when I said when I was at Uncle Chili's back then, it was yeah. basically six days a week. And yeah. it, when you're talking about being a resident DJ, you're there from six PM till club closes. <laughs> yeah. Day in, day out, it's like you're doing it for months. It kind of gets to you. And the worst part is, yeah. from that bloody uh, from the place of Uncle Chili's, and this is Uncle Chili's, the first phase, and not with yeah, the, yeah. The, during the Island Bar season, yeah. Yeah. Headmaster uh, yeah. was there at the time, and then it was yeah. Star Cruises, which is another nightmare for yeah. me. I had all the shittiest place on earth, man. <laughs> but it was a good experience, lah. No, but doing it for a yeah. long time, I couldn't take it, man. I, that's why yeah. I was always puzzled with the DJs who actually sustain, or are, until this very day, they're still doing it, which is amazing, which is truly amazing. I, I, this, I, I think it's like what you said. You know, some of them got bills to pay, and this is the only means that they have. They have no choice. I, I guess some of them, some of these guys, they, at the end of the night, they're like, "Fuck, man!" I just with some change but they yeah. got no choice they have to do it yeah but the, because i don't know because i don't know how they sustain that excitement in them it's like okay like, i'll be very honest i'll be very honest because like i said i haven't had a glimpse of being a dj at one point in the time yeah. a small glimpse like five percent or something like that okay go there you walk into the club your free booze and then you don't go back home alone you know everybody like worships you it's like what well, the dj is in you know that feel but at day, days go by it's like that means nothing anymore you yeah, came to a yeah. point even when it comes to alcohol i used to fill yeah. in glasses with coke and yeah. when people say where's your drink ah oh, yeah this is my drink like so-called whiskey or whatever like that but you know it, it came to that point because i can't take it but i just yeah. can't actually imagine every other djs doing it on a daily basis which is hats off man hats off to you guys i i, I think it happens to every dj it happened to me in 2010. I couldn't take it anymore. I really, I was going to work every day angry. Ah. Even though I, bro, you know how much my signing privileges in 2010? How much I could how sign much? in a month? 3,200 ringgit worth of booze. Wow. I could drink anything I wanted the whole month and still have money in the bank. You know? And I never spent a single cent. I couldn't, I just. No, no. Neither was did. Neither was I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't drink anymore. I couldn't. Uh, I didn't want to party anymore. I just couldn't wait for the cup to close and for me to go back home. I just couldn't take it. Yeah. I, was, I just couldn't take it anymore. So I, I don't, I don't leave for a while. And after I okay. came back, I came back in. Uh, I came back four years later, and then I was doing two days a week. That's all. I didn't. I couldn't I do anymore. You, you, I, I, and does it did it like gradually pick up again, or you just did you maintain with the two days thing? No, 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 no. I, I, I completely left DJing for four years. Okay. I was doing something, something totally different, and then I came back and because I, I had the feel, I had the, the love for it came back again. Okay. You know, but but at a limit, I couldn't do five days a week, six days a week. You didn't like. Yeah. You didn't have the feeling that okay, now I do two days. Maybe I'll do again three days, then sooner than four days. Like what you say, uh, like those days, uh, every day I go back home with another girl. Yeah. Every day I have free booze. I can, every day was a party, but after a while, I was like, bro, for one year you eat nasi lemak. Cannot, <laughs> la, bro. 
I need some curry. No, but the thing this, this was the standard this was the standard operating system for any of the DJs yeah. or majority of the DJs. You party cow cow yeah. all the way to two or three o'clock in the morning. Okay, yeah. and if it's not enough, you go to end up with Waikiki for a while. Oh yes. After the club closes, you go to Waikiki, try to dash as much as you can over there. Yeah. And then if you're lucky, you just end up in Lotus, uh, Lotus PJ. <laughs> this was the PJ residence club. Yeah. Or yeah. else is Mango Jerry. Oh yes. <laughs> so I this this was yeah, it's either standard standard operating system for most DJs in the right scene. Yeah. And then morning you wake up, you smell like an ash tree. And wonder oh, what yeah. the hell, I'm never gonna do this yeah. again. But what do you do? You repeat it all over again. You know, you know what, you know, bro, I couldn't take that lifestyle anymore. Bro. I couldn't take yeah. a lifestyle where I I, I go to work <laughs> at uh, eight o'clock at night. I I leave down at eight o'clock at night, go out my car, go to the club party, I come back at six, seven in the morning, then I sleep the whole bloody day. And wake up when the lights, light, <laughs> when the sun goes off. I just couldn't yeah. take the lifestyle anymore, so I, so I had to change change it. So now I have a better lifestyle. Yeah, it, it is. Know? It is also uh, important to take care of your health because yeah, uh, to a yeah. certain age, certain age, yes, your body can take it. But when you yeah. reach the age of, like, say, thirty-five and reaching to yeah, forty yeah. and so on, it does yeah. take a toll on you, which is not advisable. Because even if you live a healthy lifestyle, like say you go to the gym, you eat healthy. But the environment you are in messes it up. Loud yeah. music, yeah. yeah, the smoke and whatever not. It, it does get to you, man. It does get to you. But yeah. once again, Jenny, thank you so much. I seriously, it no, was no, nice. No, like no, I said, no, no. it is like I said, it is nice to walk down the memory lane and get to clear all this stuff. I trust me. When it comes to DJing, you can go on and on again. There's so oh, many can, great I things can. to talk about. It's oh, an amazing yeah. thing. But but now I don't know. I haven't been to a club much, I haven't seen things going on much. I'm very selective on where I go or yeah. how long I go to a club with because I go yeah. for the music, I go for yeah. the mixes, you know, those kind of things. Like I yeah. said, the last time I actually walked into a club to enjoy myself was the Retro Sun Splash Club. Yeah. Other than that, no way, man. I don't think so. I'll be going back <laughs> anywhere else. And today, apparently, there's two teams, Team Reunite yes. and Team yeah. Retro Sun yeah. Splash. I hope I can still catch yeah. the remaining of it. Yeah, that's going on. Yeah, I know. Are you performing anytime soon in uh, live? No, 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 no. I'm doing my chicken, bro. Oh yes, I yes. Thank goodness you reminded me. Thank goodness you reminded me. How is that coming along now, bro? The nasi ayam, my nasi ayam goreng berempah sambal, bro. Okay, it's doing good, bro. It's picking up. It's picking up. How about the chicken rice? Both, I'm doing both. I'm doing the Hainanese roast chicken rice and okay. the uh, the long with a mouthful uh, nasi ayam goreng berempa sambal balado. I'm doing this both. Okay. And business is picking up and uh, it looks like this is going to be a permanent thing, bro. I'm nice. going, probably going to make this a business, a full-time business. Actually, it sounds exciting. Doesn't it feel exciting? It's like when you start out with a small scale and then it's, it is, it as is, week, it is. days grows by, you see the progression. It feels good, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah bro, I, it's, it's something totally, I never expected this. Yeah, if for those who don't know what is it all about, you can actually visit uh, JD's page, everything is yeah. over there. You've got to start coming up with a special page for that one, man. Yeah, you seriously no, got to come down. Yeah, because if the food looks amazing. I did Thank not you, place my order yet because <laughs> I was trying to avoid rice until the past two days. I just whacked everything I could think of. So I think I'm going to start ordering next week onwards. Yeah. Next week, after yeah. Raya. I'll, yeah, I'll, after be back, Raya. I'll be back on, the, on Wednesday. 
Ah, good. And I'll start placing my orders for that, man. I'll yeah, start placing yeah, my no orders problem, for that. Bro. I'll uh, give a special one for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, Jenny. I think it's time for us to wrap it up. I didn't realize it's All about right. one and a half hours of chatting down no here. Problem, it was no good. Problem. It was great. Thank you so much for enlightening us about what exactly goes on behind the scenes. And uh, remember to check yeah. JD out and his page, Jamal Abdullah. You can see the link on my page. Everything yeah. is there. And uh, this podcast will be up on Spotify as soon as I edit it right. La. <laughs> I hope this whole thing went on live. La, but <laughs> yeah, it is on live. La. All right, dude. Live, live, bro. Yeah. You take okay, care, thank man. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank Have you, fun. Bro. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.